Hi, this is Juan Manuel Rodriguez, a.k.a. Juanma. Hi, my name is Peter Dale. Hey, this is Lauren. And you're listening to the Bogota Writers Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Bogota Writers Group Podcast, new short fiction from the capital of Colombia. I'm your host, Delaney Turner. In this episode, alias Clyde Barrow by Clara Irena Reyes. Clara has dedicated her life to teaching, writing, and research on the sublime and the beautiful in the representation of violence. She holds a PhD in Spanish and Latin American literatures and cultures from Ohio State University. She holds master's degrees in international affairs and in Spanish from Ohio University. And she holds a Bachelor of Arts degree in psychology and hotel management from Southwest State University. Despite her academic credentials, though, Clara is a very down-to-earth woman, a mother of two, and grandmother to an adorable granddaughter. And now, alias Clyde Barrow. Robbing a bank is serious business, said Richie Walker, alias Clyde Barrow. You need to be prepared, and also you need to have guts. You can't be a pussy, you hear me? He added at the end, looking very serious. But of course, you all probably know this. However, he continued, the idea is not to kill anyone. The idea is only to rob. That's why you have to use your brains. And as he said this, he looked firmly at each member of the new gang, the Ocean Four, staring at each one directly in their eyes for a few seconds. These were all new members of Clyde's gang. All the previous members had vanished. The room where the meeting was held was a small shed in a backyard that looked more like a small junkyard full of discarded items of all sorts and dirt all over. There were numerous cigarette butts and coffee paper cups littering the floor. The windows were broken but covered with landscape plastic to make the room dark. It was gloomy outside and also inside the small room, and all four members were sitting uncomfortably close to each other around a small plastic table that kept wanting to tip over. There was a light bulb hanging from the ceiling on top of their heads so they could clearly see each other's faces. The place was dingy and gross, and it didn't seem adequate enough for the kind of meeting taking place and the people in it. Paul, Polly Jones, alias the singer, was wearing a gold ring and a gold chain, and was all dressed in white linen. James, Jamie Penn, alias the movie maker, in an impeccable brown suit, with matching expensive brown shoes, smoking a Cuban cigar, and coughing with every puff. And Robert, Bobby Rivera, alias El Latino, in Calvin Klein jeans and a polo shirt, informal but elegant. They all looked very stylish, but their suits were very awkward looking on them. All four members were quite young and very eager to make a name for themselves. None of them needed money, as was obvious by their attire, but they wanted fame and excitement in their lives. The three new members in the room taking part in this meeting were quiet. There was something ominous about the place and the time, although it wasn't very late in the day. Outside, it was pouring with rain, and inside there was only silence and Clyde's voice, which was almost a whisper. Even if Clyde had earned a reputation as an evil mastermind, he in fact was not evil. At least that's not what he thought. 
He thought of himself a respectable human being, despite his reputation. He didn't believe in drinking or smoking or using a gun against another person. He explained to the new members how, in his heroic escapades, some of the other gang members had made the big mistake of drinking before a hit, and either they had gotten themselves jailed or killed, or they had messed up terribly all the planning, and the hit had gone terribly wrong. He added that Clyde Barrow's closest friend, Ray Hamilton, had killed a police officer. Clyde had had to ask his buddy to leave the gang. Ray had left, but had begged to be admitted back. You can't think straight when you drink, and you need a clear mind, clear thinking, when you want to be scaring people with a gun that you're not planning on using, he would say repeatedly. Come on, Richie, said Paulie, alias the singer. We came here to plan a robbery, not to listen to your thoughts about alcohol. I'm getting tired and hungry. I have to leave soon. Because Clyde wanted to be respected, despite his chosen profession, he would also dress up in nice suits, mostly Ralph Lauren and Giorgio Armani. He would use expensive colognes too, brands such as Hermes and Chanel for men. His shoes and shirts would be of the most exquisite quality. He wanted to be a modern-day Jay Gatsby, surrounded by the most beautiful women. He wanted women to love him because of his money, since he was not handsome. There was something about him, his crooked smile, that quick twinkle in his eye, that made girls fall for him and his dosh. But like these new associates, he looked peculiar in the clothes he was wearing. The other day, I was watching a series on Netflix, he continued to say to his new associates. It's about a robbery. It is called Money Heist, and there are many ideas in the series that could work for us. The three who were going to risk their lives and family reputations could not believe what they had just heard. All of them came from well-to-do families, and they knew what was at risk. They looked at each other in disbelief. Are you serious, man? We're meeting at this awful place to listen to the plot of a film, said the singer, becoming even more anxious and eager to leave, as he was already getting up and getting ready to go. I have lots of stuff to do, and I have no time for this. At the same time the singer said this, the movie maker got up and put his coat on, without muttering a word. He looked angry, but didn't say anything. A Latino got up, too. When he was putting his coat on, it was evident that he was carrying some sort of gun, which he made sure the others could see. Meanwhile, outside, the rain seemed to be getting more brutal. A colossal storm seemed to be heading their way. The rain was battering down on the tin roof like never before. The three were ready to go. It seemed like a joke. They themselves did not need the money. But the idea of the bank robbery that Clyde had proposed initially through their WhatsApp group the Ocean Four, had made them all show up to the meeting. What they never expected was to follow a movie plot for such a risky venture. This time, Clyde spoke more loudly, not only because of the relentless rain, but because he wanted to make a point, and he didn't want the others to leave. He knew that this time he had to convince them somehow. He didn't want to fail again like he had done before with the other possible gang members. Please sit down and listen for a moment, said Clyde, seeming to be pleading. 
Everyone sat. At that moment, someone's phone rang. I told you not to bring cell phones. We can't get caught. This is a secret meeting, said Clyde, getting obviously nervous. Oh, shut up, said Bobby. I need to answer this call. Bobby walked to a corner and started whispering into the phone. When he sat down, the others looked at each other. The three new associates seemed to be getting restless. As I was saying, continued Clyde, in this series, Money Heist, the professor, a mysterious man, because no one really knows who he is, hires a group of eight people who have experience in different types of robberies to enter the Royal Mint of Spain and print 2.4 billion euros. And then, again, a phone rang. Clyde was really getting upset. We can't carry out a heist. If you don't follow instructions, please turn off your phones. Anyway, quickly, my plan is that I will be the professor at that same instant. He was about to finish the plan. There was a loud banging on the door. Don't even breathe, said Clyde. The banging on the door continued. The four gang members looked at each other. The person on the other side of the door seemed to be desperate. Oh, my God, said Jamie, getting up quickly. Now I'm in trouble. The others got up quickly, too. As this was happening and Jamie was saying this, the voice on the other side of the door screamed, Richie, supper is ready and mom is getting upset because you're not in your room doing your homework. I'm getting soaked here and I know you're in there with your buddy, so please get your ass home quickly, said a little girl's voice. The 12-year-old boys quickly opened the door and rushed out each to their homes, knowing they would all be in trouble for ruining their father's good clothes. That was alias Clyde Barrow by Clara Irena Regis. We're going to hear now from our fellow members to hear our thoughts on the story. And first up, I'm going to pick on Wanma. So Wanma, let's hear what you have to say. Thank you. I think that the tone you said, you, you said in the first line of the story makes you think that it's happening way back. I mean, like in the past. Right in in time where the Bonnie and Clyde whole incident happened, I I really like the description of the, of the place of the meeting because it has the the right amount of description. You know what they say about that too many description description make you a story. So I think you did a really well job there. Okay, so we think there's there's this gang of like robbers or. or that's the way you, you picture the, the story, right? Like during a minute, they're planning a huge uh, robbery. So you start to like form a story war in your mind that is in the past, they're all wearing suits and they're talking, they have cigars on their hands. But then when you mention Netflix and the Money High series, the tone, I think that suddenly changes. And for me as a reader, the story world that I've been building up in my mind completely changes because I was setting this in the past and now we have Netflix, which is the present time. So I, I get a little conflicted about that. And when you mentioned that they have this WhatsApp group and at that point, I don't know where I'm standing. Okay, so do a lot of description of the group and that they're having this meeting. But I think that maybe the story is lacking plot because there's no action. I mean, 
there seem to be plan for a lot of stuff to happen, but nothing's really happening. Like there's no movement to point A to point B. So I think that that's one thing that the story, a story needs. Okay, so the final twist is when we know that they are just 12 years old. And that kind of deceived me because like I said, I was totally immersed in, a, in another world. And then you, you put that, uh, you gave us the twist at the end. So that I quite didn't like that. So the story made me question the following. Are there actually kids going to commit or or that wants to commit a robbery, or they're just playing, or they're just thinking about that, and why are they wearing suits? Then a raider, one of the kids that is just imagining all that. Well, thank you for the bell. <laughs> Peter. Um, first impression reading this story is that it's, or listening to the story, is it's different from normal Clara territory for people who haven't um, read or heard of stories before. They usually, very, it's a very different subject matter. And I think this was very good in the new territory, but very well handled. So I'll pick out the things that I liked about it first. I thought the, the atmosphere was very well set up from the beginning. The touches about the rain, which was a constant during the story. So they're all shut in with the rain outside. It's getting more brutal. Uh, the touches about the phone calls interrupting, the boys whispering, this all, helped with the, the atmosphere. And there's a contrast between this atmosphere and then the tone starts to change. So there's this crescendo, it's like little clues you start to get where it, it changes from total gangster land to some things that you start questioning. The, the guy, Richie, starts to lose confidence. He's very confident at the beginning, like the gang leader, and then doubts start to creep in in his voice the kid's language starts to come through. So the readers or the listener is given tips on like something's not right, like the coughing of the guy, the, one of them coughs with a cigar, the ill-fitting suits. So you're given these little clues. So it's not then suddenly thinking, well, something's, something's not quite right here. And then we get the reveal at the end, which is still, it's not given away before. So it's still a shock. I love the way it's handled at the end. This, so please get your ass home quickly said a little girl's voice so that was a uh, the fact that the touch was a little girl's voice made it the contrast even even stronger i thought the length was just right one man mentioned something about the you know the not enough plot i think it's it's not too long so you 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 get these subtle changes which is could be in, in place of the plot there are subtle changes things are happening within the story so that's that moves it along and, and then you get the you can't really stretch it any more than it. You, where it happens, that's about it. You couldn't stretch it anymore. So that was pretty acceptable as, as the, in the length. Let me just pick out a few things I wasn't happy about or a bit of criticism. One is we get this Ray Hamilton has killed a police officer. Now, you wonder, is that true? But I would say just take it out. I don't think it's necessary for the story that reference to someone's killed someone. So you think, well, obviously kids, at the end you think, well, 12 year olds haven't killed anyone. So I just, just avoid it, don't put it, don't put that detailed in. And then there's, there's no doubt comes in, into it. A couple of adjectives I would avoid. Nice uh, as an adjective, it's, it's, a, it's a poor adjective. You mentioned the place was dingy and gross. 
I think you've already showed us that in the previous description. You don't have to say it's dingy and gross because we know that from previous words. He was evident he was carrying some kind of gun, sort of gun. That's never explained. So again, don't put it, if you're not gonna explain it, I wouldn't put it in because yeah, did he, what, what did he have in his pocket? As far as I remember, there was nothing said later. Juanma mentioned the heist, money heist. I would say more avoid like these real, that's a program that's today, like it's very much of today. So in four years time or whatever, that's not gonna make much sense. So I would not make it specific. I just say, oh, I saw this series or this program on TV where blah, 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 blah. And so I think you still get the point of it's really weird that he's copying some TV series, but I don't think we need the specifics on what it is. And I even thought about copyright issues about mentioning a specific series. I don't know if that's the case, but I think the main thing is it's not necessary to mention a specific one. Yeah, I think that those are my main points. And Lauren. Okay, I really enjoyed this. It felt very fun. It felt like a fun escape. Like I didn't feel like it was dealing with heavy themes. It was more just an enjoyable, entertaining read. And I really enjoy the twist. And it's funny, I actually enjoyed reading it more the second time when I went into it knowing what the twist was going to be because I was reading it with that lens of thinking about them as children. And so I love the little clues that are given about the awkwardness of the suits because the first time you're reading that, you don't understand it. But then once you figure out what the twist is, then, then you understand those details. I also, I think what Peter was saying about the kids' language, I think maybe that could be emphasized even more, like making their language somehow more childish or more in a way that makes gives those gives the reader those little clues i think what's interesting is the contrast between the uh depression era story of clyde barrow and the modern day child and i wish that contrast was emphasized more so there's some things that are happening in the modern day that seem confusingly old fashioned, like their names, Richie Walker, that, that's the child's name and he's taking on the alias of Clyde Barrow. But Richie Walker in fact sounds like a very old fashioned name. So it would give him a contemporary name like Jaden or something that clearly did not exist in the 30s. Okay. I, I would like that contrast a little more because I think it's it's fun when the phone starts ringing and the Netflix is brought in because you're getting these children mimicking people from the 30s, which feels like uh, an interesting contrast. And so I'd like that to be emphasized even more from the beginning. You know, they're taking on these names, the singer, movie maker. That sounds very 30s to me. I also would love to know more about these characters like why is he the singer? Why is he the movie maker? They have these interesting outfits, the white linen, the brown suit. So I want their, I want their characters to be developed. I want to know more about their personalities. Like I love this idea of this gang and I want them to each have these distinct personalities. I think that would be very enjoyable for the reader. To come to what Peter touched on, which is the, the Clyde Barrow Roy, Ray Hamilton part so 
you write, he explained to the new members how in his heroic escapades, some of the other gang members had made the big mistake of drinking before a hit. That makes it sound like it's in fact Richie's escapades. But then he added that Clyde Barrow's closest friend, Ray Hamilton, there it sounds like you're switching to talking about the historical Clyde Barrow. So I think there's a bit of a lack of clarity there that could be made uh, more clear for the reader. Okay, Clara. Oh, thank you very much for your comments. Um, I really appreciate them. And, well, I guess the idea of writing the story came precisely from Netflix because uh, I read a lot and I watch a lot of films and somehow Clyde Barrow has been a topic, let's say, in recent Netflix series. Uh, so, um, and I've read about him and I watched the series and I also watched Money Heist and these are things that people talk about and I think they're fun things. And the idea of writing this story was to somehow put all these, the, these stories together, but as Lauren said, in a fun way, not in a violent way. And the idea is that maybe that's my mistake uh, as a writer, thinking that people know the context, like they know who Clyde Barrow was, they know who Jay Gatsby was, they know what Money Heist is. Maybe I'm writing for a reader who is more informed than, than I, mean, I mean, I assume that maybe that, that, that's a mistake. Answering the questions and, and the comments, for example, what Juana said, uh, the idea of uh, mixing the past with the present, that's precisely the point of the story because the kids are playing. I mean, uh, it's contemporary. And in that sense, Lauren is right. Maybe the names should be more contemporary because I do, I do agree, Jane, the names matter. But the idea is that the kids are playing. It's not really happening in the 30s. They're pretending to be these characters from the 30s. That's why they're dressed like that. And that's why they're, they're acting like that. But I didn't want to give the story away. And then as I was reading it and rereading it and rereading it and, and reporting it, I realized that the language is very important because I didn't want the kids to sound too much like kids right away because the idea is not that the reader knows their kids, but at the same time, since they are imitating these people, these gangsters, they should probably use a kind of language more mafia-like, more gangster-like because they're playing, you know, they're not actually them in the story. They're playing these characters. So yes, I agree that the language has to be changed a bit, the names have to be changed a bit. The idea of, of having WhatsApp in the group is because I also wanted to make it very contemporary, you know, so that all those things are on purpose. The Netflix, the, the WhatsApp group, because that's how kids communicate. And, and I wanted that twist at the end, and I wanted the clues in the middle, you know, the clothes not fitting. That was all done on purpose, and I'm so happy that it worked. Um, the idea of the sort of gun is also the idea that the kids are playing. It's not really a gun, that he's just trying to be cool, trying to show that he is a gangster. So I guess that's more or less, I don't know if I answered everybody's questions, but if you want to go ahead. I've got another comment, comment, which yeah. I, didn't, I didn't say before. Okay, thank you, Peter. So we've got this, the narrator, who seems a bit neutral narrator, which is fine. And then we've got a lot of dialogue. 
So we're getting a, the stories told from that distance, which is fine. And then there's one thing that uh, is a bit different, which is um, when you're talking about Clyde or Richie, even if Clyde had earned a reputation as an evil mastermind, he's, he in fact was not evil. At least that's not what he thought. He thought of himself a respectable human being despite his reputation. He didn't believe in drinking. I don't think we, we need that narrator giving that insight because it comes from his dialogue. And that okay. kind of interrupts the flow of the narrator coming in, with, uh, describing the thoughts of, of Richie. I, think we, I don't think you need to do that because the rest of the story is uh, managed really well without that. And he's saying that about, I don't, we, we shouldn't drink, we shouldn't kill, whatever that, he's saying all that. So I think it's all implicit, implicit in everything else. I don't think the narrator has to give that, give that comment. Okay. Is there a narrator, a part of the, of the group at some point? Because like he kind of comments on, on, on what they're talking. So I don't know if he's the one, like a, a narrator that is, also a character and he's imagining all these gaster work while playing or is it like this omniscient narrator that is just looking like a god over the, the situation yeah it seems like the narrator is a bit it is a character um in, in the kind of language in that all four members were quite young and very eager to make a name for themselves none of them, none of them needed money so there's a kind of implicit comments in in, in that in the narrator there They wanted fame and excitement in their lives. The idea so who, is that who is this narrator? That's the, the idea the is that it's an omniscient narrator, somebody who is is not is not a character in the story, but somebody who's telling us the story, and knows the kids' thoughts, the way they think, what they you know how they feel. It's an omniscient narrator. I want to respond to something you said in your comments. You talked about you're concerned that people wouldn't understand the Clyde Barrow and Jay Gatsby references. I think if you're talking about an American audience, people would definitely get that. Those are very US specific references. But even if it's not an American audience, I think it's okay to have your reader do a little work. Mm -hmm. I, I don't, I wouldn't explain that. If you explain that, it's going to feel pedantic. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would have, I mean, they're classic. I mean, Money Heist is very specific today. Whether it's going to be a classic in, 10, 15 years, I don't know. But it seems a bit worrying that very specific um, Why reference. does that worry you? I mean, if this story was written in 2018 or 2019, I don't see why that's a problem um, for it to be situated in that specific time. I would, well, I explained what my um, comments were on that one. That I, I, I think it, it would work just as well with a reference to something we've just seen. Without making, without running the risk of some people having seen Money Heist, Money Heist, and many have not seen it, so just give a general reference to to a program, you know, a, a real life program. So they are influenced by Netflix or what's going on. So that's like the jolt to this isn't this is a bit strange, but without needing to be so specific on Money Heist because the ones who've not seen it might lose out. Yeah. I guess for I me, when I'm yeah. reading stories like this, I, I'll I'll Google that and then I might watch it, and that's something that. As a reader, I like. I like gaining references through literature. It's, you know, people build off of each other's ideas. That's what happens in the creative arts. Yeah, yeah thank you. I agree with Lauren. That, that was the idea. I wanted to be there on purpose because it's an inspiration uh, because of the, the type of film it is. For the kids, probably, we assume that Richie liked it and that's why he can't 
he asked this group to come together because he's really excited about the idea of putting this robbery together. Of course, it's not going to happen. They're just kids playing, but it's very important to him. And I think the reference is important. Yeah, just to on the, end on a positive point, a couple of things I didn't mention that I really liked in the setup. All the previous members had vanished. That was a great because that 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 really is could work either way. But then with retrospect, you thought, oh yeah, the, the kids just got bored with the whole thing. So that I like that phrase. And then there was a, in the description the table that kept wanting to tip over. I like that description of, of this plastic table. So yeah, there's nice touches. Thank you, Peter. Thank you, everybody. Well, thank you very much. This wraps up another episode of the Bogota Writers Group podcast. If you've liked what you've heard and want to read more or hear more, check out our collection of short stories on Amazon, Voices of Bogota, now when it's a second printing. Or if you just want to learn more about us, be sure to look us up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or email at, one mom, what is it, bogotawriters at gmail.com? Bogota.writing at gmail. Okay. <laughs> Can we get a new one? Can we get a new one? Can we skip the dogs? Yeah. Uh, we'll, 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 we'll look at the, uh, the question of the email. All right. Just come to Facebook as a lot easier. Thank you, folks. My name is Delaney Turner. We'll be back again in two weeks. You're listening to the Bogota Writers Group Podcast.